Hi, welcome to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Parks. And joining me today is Leah Ellis of Endeavor Financial Coaching. Today, we're discussing how to make the debt collector stop calling you and how to pay for your kid's college and how to keep more of your money and plan for the future. And you can do all this without filing for bankruptcy or faking your own death. I actually stole that copy from Leah's own website. Life is too short. Trying to run a business and balance what you love. I'm your host, Brittany Parks, a former corporate marketing drone and certified life coach turned mompreneur who got fed up with the mom guilt that comes from trying to have the perfect work-life balance. Why can't we have a fit life and a fit business? I'm here to make it easier to be your own boss and enjoy your life. Tune in every Thursday for new episodes. We're going all in with interviews with industry leaders, entrepreneurs, risk takers, coaches, and side hustlers, along with solo episodes with yours truly to provide actionable tools, tactics, processes, and even case studies so you can discover how to create, maintain, and or grow a total fit lifestyle you deserve. You're listening to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. Welcome to the show, Leah. Hi. It is so good to have you on the show. And okay, it's so crazy. We just had this brief little conversation right before we went on air. And we were talking about doing all the things that we have to do. Like right now, you're getting ready for Girl Scout cookie sales. And you've got people coming at your door wanting cases of cookies and all these wonderful things. And all those wonderful things while we're running our business causes us to try and find the best way to make things happen, which a lot of times we'll end up going into debt behind it. What can we do to get those debt collectors to stop calling us? You're going to hate my answer. Answer the phone. The mm. debt collector will stop calling when you answer the phone because fun fact about debt collectors, they are only allowed one contact per day, which means when they call and you, they're not allowed to call back. If you say hello and they say, hi, this is with such and such. They have now made contact. They can't call back until tomorrow. They're going to call back tomorrow. And you can say the same thing. Hello. Yes, I'm aware. I will get to you when I get to you. Okay. Okay. Don't make any, don't make any promises on the phone because uh, then they're going to hold you to it. They're going to say, we have a recording of you promising us this. You need to do it. Don't give them access to your bank account because they'll take money when they feel like it. But tell them I'm aware. I will get to it when I get to it. Thank you. Goodbye. And they might call every single day, but you're not going to be stressed out about it anymore because they're not going to have time to call your names. You're going to say, yes, I'm aware. Thank you. Goodbye. Yes. I love that. I love that. Okay. So that is so interesting. So what if, is there a wrong thing to say? Should you even commit? Because you say you don't even know the details. You're just too busy. Then you might owe them something, but because you're not listening to their details, should you just say hello, hello and goodbye and just get off? So the less you say, the better communicate uh-huh. and write, send them a letter, send them an email. They're mm-hmm. going to send a letter, send an email back. When you're ready to pay them off, because we're going to pay them. We don't right. just want to wait for them to sue us. We're exactly. going to pay them, but we're working on priorities. And if they're not the priority right now, then we know we're going to pay them. Thanks. Goodbye. Don't tell yeah. them. I don't believe you. Don't tell them. I paid that. Don't pay them. No, this needs to settle. Thanks. Goodbye. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So you know what? That brings me to something else. It's so funny because we were talking about like the Girl Scout cookie sales and everything. So now your daughter is six, right? And Mm -hmm. you have a six month old. Mm -hmm. They're eventually going to want to go to college. 
And there's one between them. Oh, okay. So we've got three, right? <laughs> so they are eventually going to want to go to college. And we don't want to go into debt paying for three kids to go through college. How can we help our kids get through college without stressing ourselves out? First of all, start saving when they're little. Okay. But do your budget. Don't start saving until the debt collectors are paying off okay. the debt collectors. Then start saving for college and paying off your house and your retirement. It's, you know, if you look at Dave Ramsey, he's got the steps in order. Do it that right. way. It's mm-hmm. convenient because mm-hmm. it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, mm-hmm. and you're done. Mm-hmm. So do it in the order. It, it works. I did it myself, but save for your kids' college. Start when they're little as soon as you can. Also, I'm going to be really mean and tell you that my husband and I have plenty of money and we are not paying for our daughter's college in full. Not one of our three children is going to get their college paid for by mommy and daddy. Okay. We are not taking out loans. Mm-hmm. On behalf of our children, they each have a college fund. It is designed to be the equivalent of the Pell Grant. Mm-hmm. So roughly $6,000 that we will contribute because our income is too high for them to qualify for right. actual Pell Grants. Mm-hmm. Everything outside of that, they have to get a job and they have to go apply for scholarships. I, my rule is probably going to be, and it's what I recommend for my teenagers when I teach, apply for two scholarships a day, every day from your junior and senior year. Yes. Yes. Every day, go apply for a scholarship. It's not mommy's job to apply for your scholarships. Go do it yourself. Exactly. Okay. Of course, everybody's saying two things. One, we're going to go back to what if you have older children and we're like, okay, what if we're in senior year and we're like, oh, college was right around the corner. What do we do there? Go start applying for scholarships. They will issue them this year too. Your FAFSA, <laughs> apply for grants, get a job, do work study. They will work with you around your classes. And the other thing is go to community college, a dirty word, but it's actually not here in the state of California. If you get the governor's grant, you can go to college for $42 a credit. hour. Really? Wow. 42 bucks a credit hour. Wow. Go to school, go to the community college, pay your $42 a credit hour and get your associate's degree. Gotcha. If you want to go to a state university for your junior and senior year, and you've saved the money to pay the tuition, go do that. I am going to the most expensive school I think I could have found. I am going to an out-of-state private university. I pay $350 a credit hour. I pay cash at the beginning of every term. Yes, that is definitely, that's definitely good advice. That's the, very helpful because sometimes we get in there and then to, to tell you the truth, sometimes it can be resentful because those kids don't necessarily understand what sacrifices were made. And you get in and you start dropping classes and you stop going to class and all those different things. But if they were actually contributing to the cause, then maybe there's a little bit more skin in the game in order to commit, right? Yeah. And for us moms, especially because my babies are my world. I love my babies and I call my business, my fourth baby, because I love it. I love my babies, but they Mm. still come first. That's why it's fourth. I feel so guilty when I'm like, I'm not paying for my kid's college in full. I'm like, what kind of mother wouldn't pay for their kid's college? I can refinance the house to pay for college. No, just because the bank will let you doesn't mean you should. Don't. Exactly. Child is responsible for your child's education. Once your child is going to college, they are an adult. They are a full-fledged human adult. It is their responsibility to get the education they want. And if you choose to help them, that is fine, but not by sacrificing something of your own. Yes. Yes. Okay. So with that being said and not sacrificing something of your own, what about if you're preparing for something of your own? What if you are preparing for the future for yourself, like for retirement or maybe early retirement, or maybe that in your case, fourth baby, that business, what about those situations? 
save, fund it cash. I have my fourth baby and I fund it cash. I don't have any small business loans. I didn't take out any PPP loans. I don't have any funding in, from anywhere other than my husband and I. And that means if I have an idea for my business and I spend money on it and it doesn't work out, I don't still have a bank asking me for money I didn't make. Gotcha. Fund gotcha. it cash. I know everybody hates me when I say that because everybody's like, but the good debt. And I'm like, but the bad risk. Exactly. Exactly. You know what? I'm going to step back around and go back to this debt again. So say you're saving, but say you have some debt that you need to get taken care of. What would you say would be the fastest, most efficient way to get that taken care of? There's lots of options. There's the debt avalanche, the debt snowball. There's like a pay by the monthly premium payment plan. Whichever one keeps you motivated, that's the one that's going to be fastest. Because if you don't keep motivated, you're going to stop halfway through. My now, husband, oh, go ahead. My husband and I did the debt snowball uh-huh. because paying off the little things kept us motivated to want to do the big things. If you're a numbers person and you look at the big thing and say, if I pay it off in half as much time, I'll save $500 in interest. And that $500 is enough to motivate you. Pay it off by interest rate. The interest rate didn't matter to me. I didn't care. It was a monthly payment, Mm -hmm. but knowing that I could get rid of the monthly payment altogether, that was a big motivator for me. We paid off $123,000 worth of debt in 23 months because it was a big motivator. Gotcha. What were you doing that on? What were, without getting too deep in your personal life, were you making $500,000 a year in order to do that? My husband makes about $150,000 at that point. There's been changes in income and things like that because it's been three years. But at that point, he made about $150,000 a year and we budgeted really strict. We each had a small spending budget. We had like almost nothing out to eat budget. We cooked all of our meals at home. We paid for the gas we needed in our cars and every extra penny went to paying off whatever our debt that we were focusing on at that point was. And then when that was done, we didn't go to say, yay, now we have this much free money. We just lumped that snowball style into mm-hmm. paying off the next debt so that we kept going and kept going. I will say we cheated a little bit. We were in a car accident and we got a settlement because they rear-ended us very hard. And my four-month-old at the time was in the car and we used the settlement from that to pay off our solar panels. But even that was a huge victory for us because if it had happened a year beforehand, we would have used it to go on vacation and we used to pay off solar panels instead. You could enjoy that type of sun. (laughs) Exactly. And I enjoy that my van is electric and my house has solar. So I fill up once a month and my electric bill is almost nothing. Oh, wow. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. I am very familiar with Dave Ramsey and his philosophy. So you actually mentioned the debt snowball and the debt avalanche, but can you explain to our listeners how that works? I'm actually a Ramsey solutions master financial coach. That's where we did our training to become financial. The easiest way to look at debt payoff is with the recommended version for Dave Ramsey followers is the debt snowball. You take your smallest bill first and you pay it off as quickly as you can and then roll that minimum payment into the next smallest debt and then roll that minimum payment into the next smallest debt. So if you have a $25 credit card, a $50 credit card and a $75 credit card, by the time you get to the $75 credit card, you're paying $150 a month on that. In the meantime, you only pay the minimum payments on the other debt. Okay. All right. So that's our debt snowball. And then can you explain the avalanche? So the avalanche is the opposite, but still the same. You're going to pay off one debt with the most money you possibly have and pay the minimum payments on everything else. But with the avalanche, you're going to pay the highest interest rates first. 
rather than paying the lowest payments first or the lowest debts first. And that's just because it saves you. I'm going to be really honest with you. I've run the numbers on this because I'm getting my degree in accounting, maybe $200 Mm -hmm. to run the avalanche instead of the snowball. The savings is almost nothing, but the snowball has more psychological wins. So you're more likely to stay motivated. Gotcha. Gotcha. As a matter of fact, staying motivated was the next question. It's really hard when you've gotten comfortable in your situation and you are kind of like, Hey, I'm moving around in this thing and life is good. And then I'm now on the strict budget and I'm doing this and I'm barely going out to eat. And I loved going out to eat or just picking up something to eat because I'm busy with the kids and I'm going here, I'm going there mm-hmm. and I need to pick up these meals here or those, or I'm just tired of cooking. How do you stay motivated throughout the process of paying down that the same way you're still motivated to do all the other things more important that sometimes aren't fun. I'm very visual. So mm-hmm. we had debt payoff charts on the back of our master bedroom door. So when I woke up this every morning, I couldn't open my door without seeing our progress and how much further we had left. Our debts have been paid off for two and a half years and they're still on the back of my door because now I enjoy looking at them and saying, look at all that, butt we kicked <laughs> keeps me motivated to stay on our budget. If you're visual, make something visual, make yourself a vision board. And the other thing is give yourself like victory prizes. When you figure out what 100% of your debt is, and then when you get to 25% of that is paid off, take a hundred bucks away from your debt snowball and go do something fun. And when you get to 50%, take 200 bucks away from your debt snowball and go do something fun. And when you get to 75%, take 300 bucks away from your debt snowball and go do something fun. And when you get your debt snowball paid off, take everything that you were using in your entire debt snowball every month and do something outrageous. Ours is three days in Disneyland. Gotcha. Gotcha. Go do something crazy because you don't have minimum payments anymore. And then as soon as that's done, go finish funding your emergency fund, but do the crazy, have the little victory parties, because then you're Mm going to have something you're looking forward to that is so far away. Yes. Yes, exactly. I think that is great. And it's really doing anything. Like you mentioned, you just really have to use that self-discipline, like just pushing yourself, even when you don't want to, or even when you don't see the, the reward right away, because when you're paying off debt or doing anything like that, it takes a while. You don't just pay today and then, oh, okay, I'm debt-free tomorrow. Like it's, mm-hmm. you mentioned it took you 23 months. Was that your original goal? Um, hey, we're going to be done in 23 months. Or did you have a goal set? Our original goal was like two and a half years. And then we were like maybe two years. And then I was like, I want it done before our daughter's second birthday because we started it because of our second daughter. When we had her, I realized that I was financially failing her. Mm. And I had a breakdown about how I was the world's worst mom because my children (laughs) had no college funds, which now I completely don't think. But in that moment I did. Mm. And I was like, we have to do it for her. And so my goal then became to have it done before her second birthday. Gotcha. We made it by, I want to say three weeks. Like we cut it, but we made it. Oh, that is an amazing story. You don't know why certain things happen. You end up with a settlement that kind of helps push things along, right? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) We were pretty mad when our van got hit. And then when we got the settlement, we were like, the entrance fixed the van anyway. That is definitely helpful. So what would you say, what would be the best advice to maybe someone who is starting their business and they they want to get started and not go into 
crazy debt. Like they want to just get started. What would you say would be the best way to, I, I know you say save, but is there a certain amount or a certain way that this should save? Before you start your business, if you're quitting your job to start your business, make sure you have a really hefty six month emergency fund. So if your business makes no money for six months, you don't start or mm. start creating debt so that mm -hmm. you can eat while you're trying to build your business. I would also say when you're building your build slow, not because, oh, if you build too fast, your business will crumble. But because if you build slow, you have more time to create the money that you need. And the mm. third thing I shouldn't plug this because it's, I shouldn't, but anyway, go use profit first, go read the book profit first, mm. find a bookkeeper or an accountant who practices profit first and make sure your business starts paying you as soon as you start paying it instead of waiting for the magic day that your business has enough profit for you to want to take a paycheck. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's helpful. That's definitely helpful. You know what? And what you have been helpful throughout this. And of course <laughs> we can't help, but ask for more because that's what we are all about. So this is we're we've now come to the mentoring moments segment of the show. And this is just where I fire off a thought provoking question and you can just answer it the best way you can. It's either, you know, about business or personal, however you feel best about answering it. But if you had to do everything all over again, and you only had a hundred dollars to your name, what would you do? Oh man, it depends on what state I'm in. And if I'm married or not, because if I'm married, then my husband and I are going to pay a plane ticket to go get him a job because he's got a college <laughs> degree and I don't. We were at a point where we had like, my mother-in-law paid our rent because we had less than a hundred bucks and we just kept going. I think the biggest thing is not letting the fact that you have only a hundred dollars keep you from doing something. Anything is better than stagnant. Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh, there you go. Okay, Leah, thank you so much for coming on the show. People will want to reach out to you to find out more about your services. Let them know where you will be found. Guys, just so you know, all of our information will be in the show notes, but Leah, let everybody know where is your favorite spot to hang out? We're on Instagram as at Endeavor Financial Coaching. We're on Facebook again, Endeavor Financial Coaching. It's tons of fun. Okay. Thank you so much for coming on the show and we appreciate having you. Thank you for having me. I enjoy getting, like I said, getting to do this and talking to people and spreading the message that there is hope in your money. You just have to look for it. There you go. As always, thanks for listening. And if you got value out of the show, please show us some love and rate us by going to ratethispodcast.com backslash Total Fit Boss Chick. You're listening to the Total Fit Boss Chick podcast. Bye for now.